Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Forever Dog. And we're back. Hi, everybody. It's Michelle. <laughs> well, you know, the category of comedians that are the best and that we like the most are the ones that like housewives. That is the overlap. I just figured it out during quarantine where it's like, holy shit, there's an army of comedians who love housewives and they all seem to be my favorites. This is it. We're so lucky. I actually love that you said that. I agree totally. It's people who are who like to consume garbage. I mean, I, yeah. for me, I'm saying I like I want garbage, eyes, ears, mouth. Hole, every hole. All I just see garbage constantly <laughs> getting shoved into it. Um, so wait, are you both Kara? You're up to date on Housewives and Lisa. I hope. Yes, I just yeah. haven't watched last night's uh, Potomac. Uh, Potomac or Atlanta. Me neither. So we're all on the yeah. same page. I okay. Yeah. Can we not all agree? Potomac is, in my opinion, and this is not to shade the Salt Lake City girls who I love, but Potomac is, in my opinion, the best city, the best drama, the best Housewives. Husbands, style, intelligence, comedy. Take it away. Argue with me. I'm open to it. I Potomac. would put the um for New York is number one for me forever and always, but I would put to Potomac at number two. And to be fair, on New York, there are no husbands to compare. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no None. one is a housewife, no one is a wife. Uh so that's <laughs> they've not have a house. Uh, one small These difference. Are the, well, it's because, like we yeah. No, I was just saying we were talking about Potomac the other day and someone was like, oh, yeah, all their husbands are not good. But I was except Juan. But then I like Wendy's husband, too. I think he's cute. He's a nice guy. I like Wendy. Yeah. Wendy, um, Wendy really turned for me because at the beginning when I was just like uh, she came in too hot. Sometimes I think you got to yeah. come in a little bit like ease your way in. And she came in guns a blazing with a fight like second episode. And then yes. she had to kind of work her way into my good graces. But now I really like her a lot. And I love Ashley. Sorry to say Honestly, I like pretty much all of them. I even like Monique, even though she was engaged in that fight. I like her. I honestly, I've been finding myself making a lot of excuses for her about that fight. I feel like I, it's like, I know it. she's at fault, but I'm like, but Candace, what? Like, I don't know. I just, I hate Candace. 
hate I, I recognize that Candace is wonderful television, but I just like hate her. I, and I have to you agree. don't try you don't press charges on a fight. That's like disgusting to me. You guys fought. You both you both fought. You don't go to court with your friends. I don't love it. But Robin is my favorite of that crew. Robin, I, like Robin I, want, too. I want her hat. Sleepy I wanna, ass yeah. Robin. <laughs> I want to be sleepy with her. <laughs> Robin also well, no, Karen is like I feel like Karen to me is my favorite working comedian. She's literally the funniest. <laughs> Everything this woman says, every look, every, she just is one of the funniest people ever. She's inherently hilarious, whether she knows yeah. it or not. I love yeah. it. Um, here's a question for you. Uh, I was going to ask a question about the wives. Well, I want to say oh, our first SVU episode for our podcast, um, Luann Deliceps is in it. So we picked one to get all our interests together. Without spoiling too much, I have, uh, I've heard a rumor that Luann ha- may have a new song coming out soon. I don't know <gasps> if I'm allowed to say that or not. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. I don't know I'm, if I'm allowed to say that Did she tell not. you? Well, I'm not. If you think I'm going to reveal my sources for the Luann <laughs> Deliceps gossip. Michelle and I, Michelle and I do have a mutual friend who has performed on her cabaret several times as well. By the way, I performed on her cabaret. I traveled yes. with her. Uh, it is, I will tell you this, that doing her shows and especially when it's like sold out, like in a casino where it's a million people, you could not ask for a better audience. So one oh, thing I'm I ha- sure. Oh, they're literally imagine a room full of people all wasted, um, gay men and, and women, uh, like who our audience l- and literally they're hammered. Yeah. They're wasted. And all they want to do is get entertained and like. Let's put it this way. When you get on that stage, they're ready. Like they're really <laughs> they're just like excited. And so it's fun. But um, yeah, she's she's a good performer. Listen, she has a new song coming out, is what I will say. Now, Salt Lake City I like has yeah. been incredible. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were gonna shade it real quick. I, oh, love I would it. never I love Salt Lake. No, no, no. I, I would really never. Do. Sh- I, I, no, I, I like cousins. The cousins are my is, favorite. Salt Lake is definitely though an example of a show of P- of like a franchise that started after we were twelve years into these franchises. Like they know what to do. They've seen a lot of it. Like, mm. I, I, like I sometimes I find Jen Shaw a little performative, but I overall I'm really into them. I really like Heather Gay a lot. I like love Ma- Heather. Yeah. Uh, I find my only issue Meredith Mary Cosby. Yes. <laughs> is that every time I look at her, she reminds me of when E.T. put the ladies clothing on to like blend in. Do you remember? <laughs> she has a real because she's very little. Like she's very, very skinny. And you know, his little neck. Uh, you know, I love E.T. so much. I, E.T. cracks me the actual fuck up. Like yeah. you send me any E.T. picture. I'm like on the floor dying. But she just looks like kind of too small for her clothes. Like everything she wears. She's just like. A si- her bones are a size too small for it, and there's something yeah. too shriveled about her that brings to mind ET. But also, have you read into how her um her church is a cult? Like I don't, I you should do a deep dive on well, that. I, ha- I mean, I think any church leader that is like wearing all designer clothing and has multiple homes and is giving their friends Louis Vuitton as like a place setting gift I at mean. a brunch, like you're, uh, you're appropriating some funds here that like, I don't think she can uh, be good. Right. I want to appropriate funds so badly. Like I, <laughs> when are we girls, when are we going to break Clear. some laws and get rich? That's you know, Lisa. You'd I just be good want at that. a bank account in the Caymans. Why can't we have that? I feel like Lisa. Honestly, from what I know about you, I feel like we could scam some people. Kara's very sweet, <laughs> but I Lisa, you've th- got an I'm edge. I'm a bad liar. I would I would scam like uh, bad men. Like I would yeah. go into incels and like rob them blind for sure. Or like, yeah, I I would I would love some justice scamming. That's a new podcast. A Robin Hood. Lisa would be a Robin Hood type. Yeah. If you had a podcast called The Justice Scammers, where you just <laughs> went like after the guy who stole from me and all these yeah, yeah, yeah. guys who like have fucked women over, you would become extremely famous and very wealthy. And I really want that for the two of you, frankly. So let's just yeah. do it. We're going to pivot our podcast. Comes out tomorrow, but we've got a new idea. Do you mind pivoting <laughs> the pod to do this? That would just be great. Uh, let's talk Law & Order. Now, I will say this. I have a few pop culture blind spots that I'm ashamed of. And in fact, I was going to ask the two of you if you had one that you'd be willing to admit on this podcast, because like I've met people who've never seen Seinfeld, which to me, number one, you're an anti-Semite. Like if you tell me that you've never seen Seinfeld, I'm like, just say you hate Jews and let's move on, you know. Um, But I I don't know. I feel like Law & Order is that one thing where I just have never taken in an entire episode and I don't I don't even know what channel it's on I think TNT I don't know wow I'm not trying to be an asshole I genuinely don't it's just like blind spot 
I don't Listen, know. TNT is where Law & Order Original Recipe plays and on a repeat, but uh, USA is where you can always find an ion. I mean, literally, there's an SVU on, like, as we're speaking. There's one on, like, all the time. I think that's why it's so My successful. My 50. Yeah, like any lo- like local channels that's syndicated, but USA is what does like the big marathons, which so is, I- I'm surprised because you travel so much. I'm surprised you've never been like in a hotel room and popped it on and been like, oh, uh, Cynthia Nixon, because like there's all kinds of big guest stars in all of them. I'm telling you, I'm not bragging. I'm not I'm not trying to sound better <laughs> than you by saying I've never seen it. I've no, also never I'm s- just saying I'm I just surprising. Haven't. I know yeah. I've never seen uh, Law and Order. I've never seen a full episode of the Kardashians. That's also true. Ooh, oh, that's shocking. That's actually shocking. Is that a moral decision? They do nothing. They could not do less for me. I just do not. They don't, don't register for me. Yeah. I don't think I've seen like a full episode. I've definitely probably watched 15 minutes maybe before, like when it, like with my sister. But I, I don't I don't watch that at all. So can you actually try to convince me, the two of you right now, to make a case for me to watch an episode of Law & Order? And I will say before you start, that I have asked you to prepare three episodes uh, with which to pitch me on. Okay. And I'm, I'm, if you want to bring them up now, cause you know, this is this podcast we like to call freewheeling um, unplanned. <laughs> so this is arguably more format than we've ever actually had done on the show. But if you want to pitch me and, and go line by line, sell me, make me watch an episode of law and order SVU, Lisa Traeger, Kara Kling, take it away. Well, for these three episodes, we picks star studded guest stars um, and we really focused on one episode in particular where there is a gibbon monkey jumping out of a basketball and hugging a man. Yeah. So we picked for your interests. Okay. Yeah. Can I say something? Can I? I'm sorry. I have to say one thing. When I worked at Best Week Ever with a guy named Dan Hopper, who was hilarious, I have seen that clip of the monkey jumping out of the basketball <laughs> and hugging a guy, right? He jumps onto a man. Hugging Dan Florek, a.k.a. Captain yes. Kragen. Yes. I actually have seen that. And I don't want to upset you, but even after having seen the gibbon pop out of the b-ball i still never saw wow this is gonna be that. hard it's gonna be hard but i'm willing okay hit me hit me talk to me about okay. the gibbon. so okay. well tell us which one should we start so we have the gibbon we have one with luke perry darlene from roseanne and julie bowen okay and then we have one with cynthia nixon who plays um a multiple personality kind of she has five characters. Start with that one because um, I, I love anything Cynthia related. Uh, and I, this one may may snag me. So take it away. OK, great. So um, Cynthia Nixon, do you want me? Uh, she calls the squad room and she's like, hey, I'm a therapist. And I think one of my clients is scrubbing her baby clean because she's a dirty little slut. And so <laughs> she, doesn't, she actually doesn't say that. Yes, she of course well, that's she does. What, that's what the client told her. She's not like, "Oh, this baby is a dirty little slut." Like the client said. I have that. to it's tell you something. I'm got. I got to stop you. I'm already completely in shock. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's I'm the thing that's gonna. That's the thing that you're gonna like about this show. First of all, there's 476 episodes. You don't like one, move on. The next one is going to do it for you. Like <laughs> okay, you like you spend a lot of time with your like jaw dropped, being like, "What?" Like it's crazy. So scrubbing on, her Lisa. baby because she's a dirty little slut. Okay, go on. So they run to Janice's apartment and they find it's a baby doll in the tub. It's not a real baby. They look at a photo. The Cynthia Nixon is Janice. She is also the doctor, and she works at the museum as a spider expert. And she hunts spiders in churches and caves. So they have to go find this therapist slash Janice. When they find her, she becomes a girl named Tammy, who's a little child. Okay, I'm really so liking has, this. She has the dissociative personality disorder, or whatever. So she just kind of goes in and out of these. And like one is like. Detective Stapler, like one is like is like a little baby voice, and like you know Cynthia Nixon, I, I believe is a Tony Award winning actress. I mean she's theater, she so was she's in, uh, she was she's in Amadeus. Got the chops. I'll tell you yeah. this: she was in Amadeus. No one knows that. Uh, here's a funny thing: uh, do they? I'm sorry. Did she actually work at the museum spider hunting, or how did they? Yeah, that's the yeah. real her. The real her is a spider hunter. It's too much. That's it's, the it's real just her. Too much. It's too much. The therapist okay, go on. is a is an alter. The baby girl is a, like the Tammy is an alter. Like, yeah. I really hope that her spider hunting voice was Australian, so she could just be like, "Yeah, excuse me, I'm spider hunting. Yeah, do you mind? I'm in the middle of spider hunting. Thank you very much. Like that would have good Australian. <laughs> well, just spider hunting is a fun one to say with the accent. Okay. So she's a spider hunter, little dirty, slutty baby therapist, child, so then, Tammy. 
in the interrogation, the detectives go a little hard on her and she becomes a Russian and slaps Christopher Maloney in the face and goes, you can't take a slap and slaps him. <laughs> so that was great. Uh-huh. And then there's one more character, Dory, who's like, a teen, 20-year-old But slut. Dory has a big crush on Stabler, right? On yeah. Christopher Maloney. Yeah. So, like, he, like at the end of the episode, she's, like, at Stabler's house, like, threatening his wife and kids because she's like, Stabler. Like, it's, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> she has two pigtails and a knife, and yeah. she just wants to, like, stab his wife and fuck him, can which I, can I ask is fair. Is this show supposed to be funny? Like, I'm not trying to sound rude. Is it... Is this sounds hilarious to me? Like, no, when you're watching it, it's serious, but like, because, like, I mean, there are people with multiple personalities. This is just obviously like a heightening for television. So, you know, but when you talk about it with your friends afterwards, it is funny. (laughs) Like, I think that's the premise of our podcast is that well, Tara, when you break into the voice, I'm loving every second of it. When you're like, (laughs) Stabling, (laughs) (laughs) don't come down, but they also. They do have a sense of humor. Like they will. Yeah, they make jokes. They have jokes. They make like a jokes. lot of puns. Ice tea likes. To, yeah, like. Oh, and she got anal trauma on the way down. You know, like uh, I don't know if that's what? the funniest line, but <laughs> what are you talking? About? <laughs> yeah, and she got anal trauma on the way down. Well, that's we iced talk tea. about that. That's actually from our. That's from our first episode, and actually, it's Marishka Hargitay that says that, yeah. and you you'll get the context when you listen to the first episode because I know Michelle that you're planning on. Um, subscribing and listening to every episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna subscribe and <laughs> review. I'm gonna review and I would hope that the two of you do the same for yes. midnight. Oh my yes. god, I will review. I will make seven altars. One will be a baby that was like, I really like Michelle podcast. <laughs> Stabler, I like your podcast. Come downstairs. <laughs> that voice comes all too now. Maybe I have this disease. I'm like, wait, I'm really clicking with this Michelle character. Michelle has multiple personalities. <laughs> Okay, so wait, so the next episode, explain the gibbon monkey in the basketball. Oh, wait, we do want to explain. So all of this is actually just an act. um, And they end up murdering. So her, Cynthia Nixon and her sister, who was in jail for a while, they end up murdering their parents in their sleep because they were abused by them. And then because they look at old photos, they see in the background, they have a bookcase with all these legal and psychological books. And they learn that this was all an act. It was all a plan. She does not have multiple personalities at all. But she knew how to beat it with an insanity defense. Oh, shit. This happens in 60 minutes, like under an hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 40, yeah. like 43 minutes, probably. Okay. You're and actually starting to convince me. Like okay, I, yeah. Okay. okay well, go we've on. got two more. But then the end, the heartbreaking twist is she goes, yeah, I did it. And you can't get me double jeopardy. And then they go, yeah, but we can arrest your sister. So they end up, and then she's like, but we were abused. And that's like the end, like her sister being taken away. I have to ask the obvious question here. Um, Lisa, acting training, you're very good. Where did you, (laughs) the dad abuse line, I just got, went, Lisa, oh my God, you really have a gift. You're natural. Are you auditioning? You should be. I'm not saying that to be funny. Oh, yes. She auditions all the time. I sometimes do line readings with her. She's very good. No, really. I love my acting coach. Do you ever go to Ted in New York? Girl, who, who Ted? No. Ted is awesome. <laughs> oh. Ted is like, he's um, gay in his 50s. He lived in Times Square in the 80s. I mean, he's oh, I from a that. Polish family. The parents, you know, they, they don't like that he's gay. Um, and he is amazing. And I love him so much. And so, like, I, I've talked to him once during pandemic. I'm like, how many of these sessions turn into therapy? He goes, a little bit of each one. Wait, wait a minute. Like people- Every session, can I tell you this? Any person I talk to during pandemic, it's therapy. If yeah. I call United, I got the United premiere desk because I had to like do something. And I was on the phone with a woman for an hour. We were just like laughing. We had the best time. I'm going, this is free <sighs> therapy. Anytime you get to talk to a stranger who's nice, yeah. done. But acting especially because you have to tap into so many emotions and trauma in order to be an actor. I'm, I'm not a good actress. Uh, I don't, I don't think I am anyway, but, but I've, I've grown so much for them. And he also, he makes you feel great about yourself and like uh, the compliments. And so I usually would see him right before an audition and I would leave his room just like this is, it. I actually had an audition in Russian once and that was really fun. I could see that for you. Genuinely. Yeah, I didn't get the part, but I love doing it. I wish I was your agent. I would push you. I'd be like, Carrie, you too. But Lisa's got <laughs> Carrie, you too. <laughs> but this Lisa, I don't know. Abby, did you see? Karen I guess my baby Carvana voice commercial? isn't good enough to take me all the way. Excuse me. She did was I in not a Carvana commercial. 
You were, oh my God, you were? Yeah, yes. but yes, I have recently in a Carvana commercial where I don't speak, but I have a lot of facial expressions. She has the funniest faces you've ever seen on television. <laughs> Wait, it's can, so good. I love Carvana, by the way. I bought and then immediately returned a car from them, but could not have <laughs> could not have been easier. They brought that whole truck down my street in New York. I bought a, a link. This Everyone hates when I talk about cars, but here I go again. I got a Lincoln MKC, which is their little baby SUV for a steal. It was genuinely like $5,000 less than like what it should have been worth. And because listen to this, I sat in it. Now, you know, I'm a big, long, wide ass woman and I can, I'm okay with it. I've learned to love it. The seat was so narrow and it was like a bucket seat. So the wings on the side were like cutting into my thigh. And I thought even if there was no way to hang off the side, like it was getting dug into and then I found out after I returned it that there's like a button you can press that flattens that. That flattens it? Oh, no. But the guy didn't know. I didn't know. And I was just like, my, my body's in pain. Like, I can't drive this car. And so I ended up spending. Uh, this is also boring. But the point is, I really liked Carvana. Free ad. And I like that they hired you. See? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, was oh, the person I'm sitting next to in it, who I, you know, struck up a little d- day long friendship with Ooh. was is one of John Ritter's sons. Oh, no kidding. The other one. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Not lovely. the one from Girls, but the other one. Yeah. Uh, is he handsome? Yeah, and so nice. Like, it Aww. just looks exactly like his dad. It's like crazy. But... That Ritter gene, they're the nicest. Yeah. Jason Ritter is the son uh, that I know. Jason is yeah. such a nice guy. Sweet, sweet, sweet. I think this one was is Tyler, and he's a really, really nice guy. It's funny because I feel like with celebrity children, there's always a good and a bad. Like, um, obviously, I'm going to go to the obvious one, which is Colin and Chet Hanks, who, you know, Colin is like angel, baby, sweet. And then Chet is just speaking in Jamaican accents constantly. And I, I... I do have a bit of love for Chet because he's literally such an idiot. And I like that Tom Hanks has something to be embarrassed about. I can't explain it. I just like (laughs) that. I'm like, good. I'm glad he has. Yeah. I'm glad he has some shame. (laughs) Okay. Should we get to the second episode? Is Chet Hanks in it? Because if he's not, I don't really Uh, need to hear it. What an amazing idea. Honestly, such an amazing idea. They should go out to Chet Hanks for something. He would be perfect. 100%. Okay. Hit me with the second episode. Or a storyline where like a Tom Hanks style kid ends up being like a sexual predator. That would be fun too. Well, is this a true story or what? Because I could see it happening. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly, I'm just saying not far off. Okay, episode two. I'm hoping this is Gibbons, but if not, I'll understand. Okay, good. This one's one's, uh, really fun, but and they do a really cool thing where I love this in Housewives too, where they start with like drama in a hospital and like someone's on the table and then you see it's fucking stabler and then they go like one week early. (gasps) Yeah, oh, they so, do the flashback. Yeah, are, I love they've that. gotten really good at that with showing us footage that you've never seen in like grainy black and white, like the Black Dahlia style from like weeks <laughs> ago. Like, oh well, actually, it's well, incredible. Salt Lake, Salt Lake—they're doing that all the time. They're like three months earlier. I'm like, how long have you been filming these bitches? Like, they have so much like backstory on them, like piled up. It's crazy. Wait, anyway. how do you feel about Vanderpump ending? How do you feel about Vanderpump ending? Oh, wait, is it done for good? I thought only Jax got fired. Yeah, they just announced it. Like, yeah, it, they haven't renewed anybody's contracts. It's done. Everyone's racist. They're all fucking terrible. You're doing a show about WeHo where no one is gay. Like, I can't. Like, get it. I, I'm done with it. Um, I have personal um drama with Jax, as most people do. He's horrible. Um, So I, I was happy to see him and Britney get fired. Um, And I kind of think it's good that they announced it as though they got fired before the show. Instead of just ending the show, I think it's funny that they gave people yes. a day to celelebrate. Yes. Jackson Brittany getting fired. Exactly. <laughs> there. Well, Jax is yeah. just one of the worst people of all time. Some of those people are nice. I, honestly, the show, that's another one that I watched here and there. I got into it for a season and then out of it. Like Below Deck is not capturing my attention this season. There's just. No, I, I'm not a Below Deck person. I usually love I it. Was, but this but season, I was, oh. but. I don't care. It's it's just gotten bad. I don't know. I think also we should just be grateful that we're getting any new TV right now. The fact that yeah. they, that they're still the fact that they're airing more than one housewife season right now, instead of just letting us have one new city per week, you know what I mean? To like lengthen it. Yeah. And especially when they have to keep shutting down because everybody on the cast is getting COVID. Like in forget. I wish that I looked and sounded like Meredith from Salt Lake city. Like I wish that I was a bone thin, single nostril, let me say this (laughs) single nostril, nasal, wealthy, gorgeous Jewish woman who never works up any sort of energy in her speech. 
<laughs> she's Here's the, the most. Thing. We're separating. We'll see what happens. Wow. Like, she's just so. Kara. Uh, <laughs> hold on a minute. No offense, Lee. He's like, Karen, now what about your acting career? Yeah. That was really good. Uh, wow. You know what? I will say I'm okay at imitations. I'll, I'll give that to myself. Can Meredith tell me about this next Law & Order episode? Because <laughs> that would really make me laugh. <laughs> okay, so what happens is there's um, this woman and she gets, they find her dead. No, I can't do it. Like, wait, no but honestly, okay. I'm loving it. I'm like on the edge of my seat. Look at me. I'm so excited. Okay, go. We found a woman so, dead. Okay, wait. Uh-huh. So this is like, this is like, you know, one of these things where it starts out completely different than you think it is. Like it's, it starts with this model found dead and then it turns out she has an identical twin sister and you're, and then her identical twin sister is like, she's been running animals for a, uh, for a, well, we don't an, find out first. We, we first meet, we meet the twin and then we meet big boy from outcast. Yeah. What? And big boy from outcast says from this dead woman, he, she is an animal smuggler and the wounds on her were from a tiger so they need to find the tiger that <laughs> wounded her and big boy's tiger is not the tiger that attacked her yeah now, they like they, they like dna tiger? test the saliva <laughs> they dna test like the saliva of the tiger to like exclude the tiger from okay i haven't seen this episode but i'm obviously imagining it as you tell it, and i'm just cut, like picturing them cutting to this tiger going <laughs> just like this wide-eyed you know when they have videos of like guilty dogs where they have like two dogs and one is just like tail wagging sweet and another one is like staring, squinting into the ground. That's what I'm picturing. It's so cute. And guess who else is like in this? Like they did a tiger lineup. <laughs> yeah, Ma- so cute. Yeah. Madonna's ex-husband is in this. <gasps> Carlos, Le- Carlos Leone? He is in it. Wow. He's a Miami legend, girls. Really? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, ish, yeah. Ish, ish. Uh uh-huh. okay so go on soon he's gonna be known as lola's dad when she starts getting famous more famous um okay so basically so yeah big boy plays a hip-hop uh artist named gots money he eventually gets eaten by a tiger no a hyena a hyena hyenas uh, eat him hyenas eat him can i i'm sorry i have to I have like to, do these the hyenas writers- puke out the necklace <laughs> wait i have to ask an obvious question uh I didn't know that my mind was going to be blown. Do these writers get paid? Yeah. Do the writers for the show get paid? <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, I think they're union. I think they're getting paid quite a bit. Oh, wow. Um, so basically, like, we get into this whole animal smuggling plot line, and it's just wild that, like, Elliot Stabler goes undercover as, like, a um, someone who works for, like, what, Fish and Wildlife? You know, and- he, no, he, um, he goes undercover as a man who's, uh, a TSA agent who's smuggling ecstasy, who's wanting to get into animals. Yeah. Okay. Mm, all and right. Big I'm, boy I'm in. introduces him to a Russian and a Jamaican man. Um, Chet Hanks? and uh, See, this would have been a great part for Chet. He's <laughs> like, I the won't Jamaican do the man would have been a great part for Chet. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He could have played both. You could have had Colin as the Russian, Chet as the Jamaican. I can't do the accent even as Chet because I'll never work again. Yeah. But I'm good at it for the record. No, we Go can't on. even imitate a white person imitating a Jamaican person. It's wrong. But that's what I mean. <laughs> that, that, that is what I'd be doing. Okay, go on. Even though Chet is ripe for parody. Anyway. And then um, the Russian, this is what, the, what pisses me off. He used to smuggle women and he said, why? They cost, you make as much money selling animals as women but half the penalty so that's a little upsetting to find oh, out I don't like that at all all right no. so I mean it's essentially like yeah you're just getting a lot of animals like there's obviously a big bust at the end where the monkey comes out of the basket. oh my god that's what I want we to hear also about. learn that the, so the they have to smuggle in this monkey and uh, there's only 17 gibbons in the world and Elliot's like well what do people need these monkeys for and they say they make chopsticks out of their bones for the man who has everything. And so that's upsetting. Like, a monkey's different. I'm sorry. I, I genuinely, I have to stop you. <laughs> I can listen to stupid shit for a long time. Like, I have a high threshold for dumb shit. That they make chopsticks out of their bones for the man who has everything out of gibbon bones. And this is not a true thing. There's no way that that's something that actually happens. Um, I, I just don't really have anything to say about it. I actually want to read you something funny, monkey related. Um, 
that I just reminded me of, if I may just read this quickly. Uh, I'm very pro-vaccine. I don't know how you girls feel. I want them to just, I want it first. I yes. want to kick an old yes. person I, down I, for I it. Really enjoyed, I really enjoyed your, I want the vaccine to be blow-darted into me tweet. <laughs> I want it into my fucking neck as viciously and voraciously as possible. But um, my friend, uh, Elise Morales, quoted a comment she said i'm freezing my ass off in line to get covid tested i had to unfollow this professional chef i met once because they posted the vaccine will transfer a monkey's memories to you and we know this sounds like a law and order uh, plot we know this because of studies that were done on snails can i just read this guy's comment about the vaccine because <laughs> please you know i love monkeys right like i'm a huge pro monkey i love a chimp i always say i've said it every week number one way to go death by chimp my dream so this person wrote Quick cue, have you looked into how RNA vaccines can modify your DNA? I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Cut to the innocent tiger. Come on. Uh, I'm just bringing up that there are other more traditional vaccines in Europe that don't carry this risk. Furthermore, RNA can transfer memories. (laughs) They've done studies with snails. Life is complicated enough without getting a lab monkey flashback. Now, let me just stop to say. I can't even. I would nothing. A monkey flashback for me. I'm I'm more sold than ever. More sold than ever. Which one is it? Moderna or Pfizer? I want it. I want them both. (laughs) Why limit myself? Excuse me. Excuse me. Is this the one that comes with the monkey memories? (laughs) Like you have to make sure. Make sure you're getting the right one. um, Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. I have a question. (laughs) If I may. (laughs) Go on. Did you love that monkey that came out with like red pants, like red pants, fur and blue eyeshadow looking? Have you you saw oh, that monkey? Did I see that monkey? It made it to <laughs> so my stories. Beautiful. That monkey. Well, they're just mon- monkeys are the most unassuming, gorgeous people. Like when you really yeah. look at them, monkeys are better looking than people, but they don't have any attitude about it. Yeah, they and throw their shit. They, don't care. they literally fling their shit, which, you know, I love that. Okay, back to these gibbons. So 17 chopstick boned gibbons. I'm back. Sorry. So basically, they're so aggressive to Elliot, to Christopher Maloney. They put him in a house. They take away his phone. They put a monitoring inklet on him. And they're like, don't contact anyone. And then Benson comes to check on him at Mershka Hargitay. And then they bust in and they're like, what the fuck? Who's in here? And she goes, hey, daddy. And she pretends to be a hooker. And, Who is this? Uh, Mariska does? Mariska Hargitay. I got it. Uh-huh. Because she's checking so, like, on her they partner. Literally hear, they hear people banging on the door and she's like, quick, like, let me get into my bra and underwear and pretend to be a hooker. Like, oh, uh, like a sex that. worker. I like that. Okay. <laughs> nice save. That was a close one, Kara. Tracy. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Trace, can you uh, edit Kara saying the word hooker out? If she does, I'll be mad. We're leaving this whole part in. Okay, go on. Lisa, take it away. Um, so then uh, the Russian Where's the guy... gibbon? Where's the gibbon at not this yet, point? Not yet, not yet. He's okay, at the I'm airport. So sorry. Oh, he's but at the so airport. the Russian... So the Russian is like, hey, Stabler, I'll take you to your job. And then pushes him out of the car and shoots him in the chest <gasps> twice. So we're worried about him. And then this is my favorite. He doesn't take a day off work. He's back the next day chasing people at the airport. Blood is rushing out of his shirt. He is not taking a day off. And then they find the basketball and the monkeys in the basketball and is so happy to be not oh, chopsticks. I, By the way, uh, you know, the first thing I do the second this is over is Google monkey chopsticks. Like I, I'm sure. In fact, I'm not going to wait. I got to know if this is something no, that really exists. To. I have to know right now. Then um, there's a shootout and everything. And then we learn that the Jamaican guy is actually undercover for a year. And so that's another SVU twist. Oh, my God. And he teaches and he teaches Elliot. Don't go undercover or you'll lose your family. Oh, my God. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm listening to you, but I'm also Googling oh the chopsticks. Bone I thought you meant that you'll lose your family. No, the chopsticks is true. The chopsticks is true. I just looked it up. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Chopsticks made from their long arm bones. Oh no! From 2016. Take me through the third one. I have to be honest. I am getting more sold because I think what I didn't expect from Law and Order SVU. Um, that's Kara sending a text to Lisa saying, when is this over? And I respect no, sorry, it. I'm just telling Jared that I'm good, that I'm, that I'm still on five more minutes. You know, I'm arranging, I'm arranging my childcare. <laughs> oh my God. I have to see that baby before we're done, by the way. So you yeah, better wake sure. her ass up for sure. No, she's here. I will say that I'm almost completely convinced because I didn't realize how stupid the show was. Like I didn't know it was this dumb. It does make it now fun. I'm like, Oh, now I get it. I'm, I'm more in. 
Yeah. You got to pick yeah. the right episodes. I mean, we definitely picked outrageous episodes to lure you. Because yes. sometimes it's just like a really horrific story about like a rape and justice and blah, blah, blah. But, mm. you know, um, these these ones are. I mean, should we even go into the third one? Do we even have time? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to, we what? can do that. We can also um, do like a quick spot of advice. I usually like to do a little advice at the end of the episode yeah, as well. Yeah, we don't have to. Why don't you watch this one on your own time? You get Luke Perry. Go on. Julie you- Bowen, Sarah Gilbert. You got to try it. It's a wild one. And a little kid steals a van and goes and he's there's, like. There's a really crazy twist. There's an eco-friendly clothing line. Mm, you're losing me. I, I was oh. in. I was in. <laughs> uh, the podcast is called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. Um, so right now, subscribe to it. Before we get to advice uh, with Lisa Traeger and Kara Clink, who are just so funny, and follow them at Glitter Cheese and at Kara Clink. Uh, girls, let's do a little advice. Now, uh, Tracy puts these together. And I already have, so I, I don't like to read them before the podcast because I like it to be fresh for everyone. I'm already obsessed with this question because I've heard of this happening and it's a real toss up as to whether or not this is a good thing to do. It's a Dear Abby question, which is what we like to call a throwback. Dear Abby, when my then boyfriend asked me to marry him, he didn't have a ring ready, but I happily accepted his proposal. Now, let me stop right there, girls. If someone proposed to you without a ring, I'd be okay with it. I didn't get a ring when I got proposed to. I asked to not have one. No, you're kidding. No. I asked. Tell me, I was tell like, me why. I, I just was like, I, th- I, I think it's a 100-year-old tradition. It doesn't go back that far as people think. Like, it was created by De Beers. Like, I, I didn't understand my husband that's, like, working so hard on comedy. He was doing well. He could have he bought something. But we ended up putting a lot of that money into our wedding and into going on a cool honeymoon. Like, and I was like, that's great. And I also, it's just not my style. I'm just not going to walk around with a big-ass diamond. And I feel like most girls don't. They put it in a drawer and they insure it. And it's, like, never... You know, I don't know. It just, it wasn't for me. I, I love looking at my friend's rings. Oh, please. Like, give me the finger immediately. I want to look at the ring. I want to talk shit about the ring. But oh. I just didn't, I didn't want one. Talking shit about the ring is fun. Lisa, how do you feel about it? Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Okay. It's Good not, answer. it's not a um, deal breaker or anything, but I would like, I have, I have a ring picked out at Catbird. So yes, there's a black diamond. At that that's, where my, oh, that's, that's funny. That's where my wedding ring is from. No kidding. I didn't know that they had jewelry. Is that yeah. ignorant of me? I thought they were clothing. Catbird? It's yeah. only jewelry. It's a jewelry store. Okay. Hey, Trace, can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Girl, you're telling me Catbird is... Why, what store am I thinking of in Brooklyn? There's another like catty cat store that has like well, what was Japanese was, dresses. Yeah. I followed them on Instagram for forever. I didn't know it was a real place. And then when I was moved to New York and saw it, and I was like, this is New York, baby. Like, I couldn't believe that I was seeing the like brick and mortar store of it. I just... I feel I like Catbird owes it. us all an engagement ring. But let me keep reading. So... Uh, <laughs> She goes on to say, I assume it's a woman. We were in our late 20s and had been dating for almost 10 years. He then took me to the jewelry store so I could select one to my taste and liking within budget. I don't mind that either. I think that's nice. I would prefer that, frankly. Um, We took a picture of the ring. He told me he would bring his mother back to the jewelry shop. Ooh, I like this already with him so she could help with the price haggling. Now, you know, I'm already thin lipped, buck toothed and excited because anytime (laughs) the mother gets involved with anything wedding related, it, it gets fucked. And it's just, uh, Kara, do you, I mean, you really can't say otherwise, but do you get along with your mother-in-law? Oh, yeah. Like, my mother-in-law is just, like, a sweet woman who, like, she would never say anything. Like, I could do something terrible, and she'd be like, well, I guess that's what Kara's into. You know, like, she's just, like, us, the sweet woman. Like, yeah, I have no problems with her. A week later, he told me he had made the purchase, and we both couldn't wait for our engagement ceremony. I'm so excited. As we took the next step in our relationship. On that day, to my surprise, the ring he put on my finger wasn't the one I had selected. He don't say. However, in front of his family, my family and probably 40 guests, I pretended nothing happened, which is obviously the right thing to do. Uh, I, I added that. I wasn't happy at all. Told him later in private that it wasn't the ring I chose. His answer was his mother thought this one would look better, in my opinion, cheaper than the one I had liked uh, and that I was overreacting. I told him that he had not taken me shopping. Oh, excuse me. I told him that had he not had taken me shopping, I would have appreciated any ring he bought. He brushes me off when I try to discuss why did he take me and then disregard my opinion? Am I overreacting? Okay. This is a great question because this is inherently tension between her and the mother-in-law. I mean, yes, that's what this is. This is a controlling mother who ha- still has her son under her thumb. 
Absolutely. I also one of my big I'm a big follower of like am I the asshole on Twitter? I love that account so much. Oh, I don't know it. I like it. Um it's like a Reddit forum, but this Twitter account like puts the best ones and actually Spoiler, one time, they're always the asshole. Like everyone's or they're always the ab- asshole. Or they're an abused person and you're like you you are being manipulated, get the fuck out and oh, wow. <laughs> My one fun thing is I comment on it all the time. And Padma Lakshmi <gasps> liked one of my Am I the Asshole responses. And I'm like, is she on this thread? This is the best. Padma's always the asshole. No, we love Padma. <laughs> we love Padma. Yeah, go on. But um, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people brush away. Like, you say how you feel. And it's like, shut up. That's not a thing. Whatever. I think it's gaslighting. Yeah. You're overreacting. I, that's one of my no this is how they feel it is totally legitimate and you know you did something wrong and that's why you're trying to brush it over and make them feel like they're crazy well it's gaslighting and it's yeah, yeah. i think what's so annoying too is that ooh, abby's answer is real short and i'm i haven't read it yet because the font look how tiny that is you probably can't see anyway it's teensy <laughs> but um i can guarantee you that she's gonna say you gotta tell him because the truth is it's gonna happen their entire relationship with right. anything in the future that the mother's way is going to be first. And like, I'm sorry, are you fucking your mom? That's what I would say. If I were Abby, are you fucking your mom? You know what I mean? Is he fucking his mom? Because if not, you also, should be the first. Years? They've been together 10 years. I know. Mm. How did these problems not come up in 10 years? Well, it sounds to me like maybe, oh God, that's so hurtful. Can you imagine getting an ugly ring that your mother-in-law chose? Ugh, I don't like it at all. I'll make it quick. You are not overreacting. Your fiance's mother had a lot of nerve. I like when Abby gets pissed. She apparently rules the roost and chose that occasion to assert herself. Worse, it appears her son values her opinion over yours. Exactly. He owes you an apology. If this happened recently and you were not yet married to this prize. Well, she's so bitter. Abby is the bitter side. Uh, The two of you should consider making a return trip to that jeweler. That's right. Hopefully the scenario won't be repeated with the selection of the wedding rings. Wow. This is a very Bunny McDougal move, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Sex in the City, the we're Sex talking? The city fans. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, I want to just read one more, and that, but the answer that they gave is really long, so I don't think we should read their answer. Think, <laughs> do we have time for one more quick one? I want one, please. Oh, I love when you're like that. <laughs> Here we go. This is from a, an advice column called uh, Ask a Fuck Up from Jezebel. Dear Fuck Up, the most wonderful time of the year is upon us. That's right, the time of the year when my husband's family members relentlessly text us asking for holiday present ideas. I fucking hate it. He hates it. It's enough work trying to come up with your own reasonably priced, meaningful gift for your significant other. Now I have to give someone else my great idea, but they get the credit? I don't understand. So the family is texting her for ideas for what to get the husband? Maybe? Yeah, I don't... I guess. Mm, Confusing. Fuck off. I hate I hate when people write to Jezebel and they think that by using the F word a lot, they sound like really fucking edgy as I use it. But they're always like, you know, I get the fuck. It's like, OK, it's I don't, it's just niche problem that I have with Jezebel. OK, uh, honestly, if you don't know enough about me to think of a suitable present, I would truly rather not get anything at all. Oh, I see. They want to know what would you like? What do you want? Yeah, I actually hate that question. Just get me what I'm not going to tell you what I really want. Because it's expensive, yeah. probably. So just get me yeah, something. I hate when people ask me what I want. And meanwhile, what do you guys want for Christmas? What's like the big, <laughs> <laughs> just a separate topic. What do you guys really want for Christmas? Well, I remember one time I told Jared, I go, he goes, my mom wants to know what you want for Christmas. I go, you know what I could use is some workout stuff. And the mom was like, I'm not doing that. Like, as if giving me workout stuff was like um, telling me I'm fat. Fat shaming you. Like telling That's me nice. I need to work out. I was like, no, no, I'm asking for it. Like, just get me some like athleta pants or something. Like People are, uh, Lisa, have you ever asked for anything and then not gotten it? Um, well, usually like if my parents ask me for something and I want it, they get it for me. Um, but I don't. I don't think so. I think be, I'm a really easy person to shop for. A lot of things make me really happy. I honestly. Well, that's like, good. Yeah, I like most things. So I, I think I'm easy to shop. I, I don't know why I'm stuttering and getting so uncomfortable with this question. Um, Is it because we've been on too long? You have a lot of you. No, you have a lot. You're you're pretty easy because you express. You like post about things you like all the time and like you're expressive about what you. What sign are you? Uh, We're both Virgos. Both Virgos, so control freaks. We're different spec. We're different sides of the Virgo. I feel like because I'm September 20th and she's August 31st. So like Mm. we're because I think we're different, but we do have some Virgo different. We definitely. But I love buying people presents and it's like a source of pride for me. Yes. So I love also, language. It definitely is. So I also I like when people ask me what should I do for people because it may it makes me excited to like um, 
achieve like this. Like, I think I'm so good at it that I want to help people figure out what to buy for someone and then that person be happy. Well, I'm the same way. I love to buy gifts for people. And I think it's just because I like to shop so much and it's fun to, I sometimes have to like curb myself from buying people gifts because I may not know them that well, or it's like too soon into, you know what I mean? But I'm always like, God, that'd just be great for this person. And then I don't want to do it. I hoard gifts as well. I kind of expect people to read my mind sometimes, though. Like, my whole life I've done that. And then Mm. I get upset. Like, on Christmas, I'd be like, my parents are going to get me the thing I want. And then they don't. And I'm like, I can't believe they didn't. And I've just, I never said what I wanted. I was just like, one time I really thought my parents were going to get me a pony. Like, I really thought they were. (laughs) And in my mind, I, like, had no idea. I think I was, like, 12. I had no idea you have to, like, get a stable. Like, you have to pay for, I thought I was going (laughs) to live in our front yard. Yeah. And I was, and I would, I had dreams of waking up on Christmas morning and, like, opening and seeing the pony just on our front yard Aww. eating grass I that's like how I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was little and then I but I thought all you had to do is hug the animals then they're like no you have to slice them open I was like pardon me like, I was like, to, like stick happening. your fingers all the way in their buttholes in their assholes I was like oh, yeah. what do you think of that oh my god uh, it started yeah. snowing no. holy shit oh but um it did this triggered um a memory that I totally forgot but like as kids me and my sister bought everyone presents for each other so my parents would give us the credit card because they're too foreign and they couldn't be bothered. And yeah. so like we would buy all the presents and be like, dad, give this to mom. You give oh, this wow. to me. So uh, we were in charge of everyone's gifts. Did you? How old when you say kids? How young were you? My sister's 10 years older than me. But oh. like from the beginning, my sister. Yeah, we took charge of everything. And then the only surprises I had was like what my sister would give me. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I did a thing last year around Christmas time with three friends when we were in normal times where we were at dinner in the West Village and I came up with this game, which really was just a reason to shop fast. But we went in two teams, um, everyone separately, though. We had a $10 limit and we had 15 minutes to buy a gift for someone like it was like um, it was that. like emergency secret Santa, basically. So you had to go at a place within two or three blocks, find a store, get something cheap. And then we did a big gift exchange. It was actually really fun. Someone got like pancake batter, which was a shitty gift. But it, they were just like funny. I don't know. It's like fun to like have the immediacy of getting a gift. Gift getting is really fun, but also stressful at times, because obviously if you don't like the gift, that's stressful. And I do the thing of hoarding gifts where I'll find like um, I have so many beautiful picture frames in my apartment up in storage wrapped like gorgeous like I don't even want to say the brand in case I ever give one to someone they'll be like that's been in your apartment for three years but truly like expensive ones and then I forget that I have them and then I'm like oh I have to get a gift for someone and I go out and buy gifts like I'm fucked up I have a problem mentally no, I don't even we, yeah. why are you not ever because my are you an Aries or something my sister I'm a and cancer. Yeah, my we have they have gift closets too I, my mom does it too. It's just something. And then anytime I need a gift, I do the same thing where I go to, don't laugh because it's really not that expensive, but I'll go to Tiffany's and get wine glasses or champagne flutes and then it gets wrapped and it's just like a nice, simple, beautiful, tasteful gift and everyone's always happy. That used to be my go-to if I, if I gave a gift too late that the registry was full, I would just give t- two Tiffany's champagne flutes. How much like, is that? Cheers to you. It's, it's actually like 60 not, bucks. It's not, not so that bad. bad. No. It was like when I was in my 20s, if I could afford it, it wasn't that bad. It's the secret, wow. it's the secret expensive cheap gift. Because yeah, people are like, thank wow. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, girls, uh, I'm not going to even read that letter. I think we got everything we needed to get out. <laughs> I, um, I'm so happy that this worked out. And I, I really am not just saying this. Like, I was tired today. And I was like, all right, just get through the podcast and you can relax. And you've completely changed my entire energy. Like, I Yay! feel so fun and chatty now. And I really appreciate it. And I'm just so happy that you guys were able to do this. It's so nice. Thanks um, for it. Wait, thanks bring for the baby in. Us. Bring well, Rosie in. While you bring the baby in, let me just give another plug for the new podcast. Um, it's, yeah, Kara's up getting the baby. Uh, first of all, follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at That's Messed Up Pod and Messed Up Pod on Twitter. It's called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. Subscribe to it now. Lisa Traeger, Kara Clank. Law and Order SVU. I see Kara negotiating the baby coming in. I'm watching this. Do you buy greeting cards too? I do. Me too. Yeah, no, we're fucked up. <gasps> Rosie. Oh my God. Hi, Rosie. Kara, she's gorgeous. Hi. Hi. That's what did you do today? She went on a walk with Dada, right? Did you go on a walk? Did you go on your bike? I think she's mesmerized by my makeup free, yeah, by our makeup free like, faces. Oh, she's like, what's going on there? It's cold. You were outside. That's Michelle. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. Kara, she's literally, see then, see, I see this kid. I'm like, I want kids. You you made a huge mistake bringing her in. She's a good one. She She is. She wants to play dice because she's near. She's a little guys and dolls. She's a little Nathan Detroit. When you see 
Hey, subscribe to Kara's baby. It's the road. <laughs> Please. I have to feed this little thing. Please. <laughs> Um, You're girls- so funny, Michelle. I actually subscribed oh. to the pod while uh, we were on, and I can't wait to leave a review. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to review yours right now. I'm not just saying it. Five stars for everyone. Um, listen, have the f- most fabulous day and week, and uh, I'm Thank so glad you. this worked out, and thanks for doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats on the new podcast, and uh, guys, we'll see you next week. Last pod of 2020. Thank fuck for that. Bye, everybody. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.